0: Hi, you're listening to Go See a Show, New York City's independent theater podcast. Would you play a board game that explores potentially disturbing psychological depths with your friends over drinks? I'm not talking truth or dare here, or even Cards Against Humanity. The play, Dooly is based on an actual card game released in the late 60s, and as you'll hear in the interview, it's really not too surprising it was discontinued. I sat down with some of the creators and performers of Dooley for a quick interview after a recent performance of the show in the 2018 Frigid Festival. I'll let them introduce themselves, take a listen. Great, I like to start with everyone's name on the mic, so uh, let me know who you are and what you did on the show. I'm Alice Cash, the director.
1: Manning Jordan, playwright, and I played Simone.
0: And seeing as you're the playwright, what is the play?
2: The play is called Dooley. Excellent. I'm Ashley, I played Regina. And I'm Ellie McPherson, and I play Connie.
0: And I always start with this question. uh, And I have a feeling everybody's going to look at the playwright, because that's always what happens. Uh, How do you describe Dooley? Like, what is Dooley? When you tell people, come to see Dooley, what do you tell them to come see? And that's exactly what happened. Everybody's like, yes, you talk now. It is a
1: uh, a play about a group of friends set in the late '60s playing a psychological board game.
0: That's a really good, like, simple that's summary. Yeah, no, that's, so you've got your marketing down. That's good. You got it. It's important mm-hmm. in the indie theater world, people. You got to like know how to sell this stuff. <laughs> so, um, I think the next logical question for me is like, why? Why the six, Like, why the late '60s? Late '60s, early '70s? Where is it? Late 69. '60s. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna say with the Nixon ref. Yeah. It's between 68 and 72. Um, so, uh, like, why, why that time period? And what brought the show about for you? Like, why it, is this a real, this isn't a real game? Question mark? Uh, talk to me about that.
1: Sure. Um, okay, so I submitted to this play with just a title. Because if you did it the year before, you just, like, sit in the title and they, like, whatever. You get in or whatever. Um, and I was writing a play about a country western singer called Dooley Jean Ray. And then I went to my friend's house and they had this board game called Group Therapy. And I opened it up and I read the card and it said, like, you know, rock your friend, or rock the person in the room, like they should have been rocked as a child. And I was like, what is this game? Wait, Why a, are we not so, playing this game? There's something
0: called Group Therapy. It's a real a board game.
1: game. came out in, that I think, 68. Okay. Yeah, and quickly shut down. I think it did not get released after 1970 or something. And so when I saw that, it was, you know, the original game and... They said, it's been shut down, and my friends wouldn't play They said, it's all too heavy. We, like, don't want to get into it. So then I went home, and I, like, wrote the play as if we had played it, but in uh, the mindset of knowing that the game came out in 69. So that's why it's set then. And then there was like a little change fee at the festival ch- to change the title, it was like $25. And I was like, no. I gotta <laughs> creatively figure out how to use this so I don't pay 25 bucks.
0: So you named the game, really So I was like, that's how it Way to go. I, that's a really good story. Um, and when this thing blows up into like some massive overnight sensation, it's gonna have a really great origin story. Um, so uh, it, it is kind of heavy. Um, did, you, did you guys play the game to get, to, have you actually played the game? Did, did you get a copy of it?
3: You know, we haven't actually played the game, but... Um, I
0: figure that's one of those, uh, like, could be a really good cast bonding experience, yeah,
3: right? Yeah, it would have been... It, that's a great idea. I think Or we a cast should. rupturing. You know, we we yes. you, we use the Cards Against Humanity box, but we also use those cards for a bit during the rehearsal period. So that kind of kept things fresh and, like, idea of presence nice. Um, because people would actually read a card and um, a Cards Against Humanity card and it would be sacrilegious or what have you and um keep keep the game new and d- interesting so i think that was useful in the rehearsal process
0: this is uh ha- have you found the have you found the original game again like I'm oh really yeah my friend
1: has that. it i think maybe rap party i did think it was like a little uh, this could be really hit or miss at the beginning of this rehearsal process yeah, we don't know each yeah. other well, they all know each other but like you know for the beginning of a play could have been bad
0: you all know each other? Is that, where, is that how everybody got together to do the show at the uh, at Frigid?
2: Well, three of us went to uh, graduate school together. We're from the graduating class of New School's um, master's program. Um, so that's how Ashley, Alice, and I know each other. And then I think it was just kind of a word of mouth from there. <laughs> we
3: just met Manny.
1: Yeah. I yeah. Yeah. had some, I'd worked with uh, some of their classmates before. And then um, they connected me. So I
0: was hoping it was gonna yeah. be like you were kind of like creeping around outside of classrooms. Like, <laughs> hey, you, you, gotta you seem cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just around
1: the halls, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: I, I'm sure you wouldn't be the first. So, um, is this a, so? Is this a company? Like, are you are you forming a company, or is this kind of like a do it in frigid and we're all friends now and we'll all work on each other's projects sort of thing? Or did this come from? Are you, are you a company? Is that a thing? Um,
1: Alice has a company. I just do stuff on my own. Cool. I don't have a production company, and um, but Alice does other stuff. And your production company, Golden Shards, right?
3: Yeah. I have a company called Golden Shards Productions. Um, yeah. And we're just starting out in New York City, but have worked internationally. So i um, trying to figure out what will be our take on New York City.
0: Brilliant. no okay so i, I want to go back to the game and to like that kind of like where the game sits in the play um as i love that you gave the story about like using cards against humanity to to kind of get through this did you i keep i know keep going back did you use the cards to write these cards did you like work with the cast to come up with what these individual questions would be that you'd ask like how did uh, did you like come in with a finished script or did these guys get to help to help you develop
1: no, I came in with the script already completed, and I had probably read three of the cards when I was at my friend's house and saw the board game, and then I made up the rest because I had done a play about Patricia Highsmith last year, and she's a, an author, and I had mentioned to someone who wrote a biography about her that I did a play, and if they wanted to come to see it, I'd comp their ticket, and this woman wrote me back and was like, do you know all the copyright issues with, like, da-da-da? I was like, oh my god, what? This is like, you know, a, a small black box production, like, get <laughs> yeah. off my back. So, when I. Well, did you uh,
0: use her her book as a source, or did you. I just,
1: like, read the book and was like, cool, and now you know, I know a little more, but I didn't do anything. You yeah, know? no, that's. So she's, just, she's crazy then. She's
0: crazy. Public lives are public lives. You right. Know right
1: place. I mean, I'm like, this is on Wikipedia, so shut up. <laughs> uh, so, I was, like, a little bit afraid of, like, oh, I, you know, don't want any word for word cards. So then I made them up.
2: Hmm. Yeah.
0: As actors, There's really some fun stuff to go with in here. And the the play is asking for these characters to go to some kind of dark spots. Um, But we just get this one moment, right, in the world. Talk to me about, like, developing these characters that are, I mean, this is the world premiere, obviously. And uh, going to some really heavy places in, uh, what, 40 minutes? 42 minutes? Like, how long were we in here? Um, It's, you know, jump on the train and, and get to some psychological depth talk to me about that
4: well Ellie and I know each other pretty well since we went to school together so like developing that friendship was pretty instantaneous for us um, but to get to this like personal psychological depth that we get to reveal on stage um, for me I had to take a moment to find what I feel most vulnerable about and kind of think about that and what it would feel like to share that with people I've never shared my most vulnerable self at least not in exact words I've only ever shared it on stage in emotional ways so to think about having to say word for word what makes me feel most exposed or most weak is a terrifying feeling so it was kind of fun to set it in this imaginary world of friends being vulnerable with each other but still trying really hard to keep it fun. Like, the fact that you get to be expressive and open with each other is fun.
0: Because it's a game.
4: It's a game. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Nothing's meant to be taken too seriously, but, which is weird because what you're saying is mean and brutally honest and uh, shocking for some people, for some of the characters.
0: Maybe that's why it wasn't remade. Just that one edition.
2: <laughs> just the one edition. Yeah. You know, like too many people got too honest with each other. <laughs> Friendships were just destroyed. Ruined too many lives. <laughs> yeah.
0: And you are in the show as the playwright. Um, I'm always I'm always interested in that as like, is it is it weird to say your own words or is it really, really easy?
1: Uh I will say it is really easy because the memorization process is way easier. <laughs> <laughs> The monologue—it's also like when I say the long bit when I'm sitting down. If I had to make it up, and like no kind of you know the basis of the character and where I could go, I'm like, oh well. Luckily, I have that freedom.
0: <laughs> the friggin' actor here to screw it up. I just <laughs> do it myself.
1: No, I think it's a uh, maybe just. Yeah, I mean I like the improv uh, improvisational part too. So if. I did originally think I wanted to not have the monologue written and I was going to improvise it every night and then I was like, no. I need to like, learn lines and try to Mm -hmm. be an actor. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, but it's fun to hear other people say, I like, especially collaborating with them, I feel like if they say I don't like this line or something and then being like, oh, like that is, that is so much uh, clearer when you've changed, like, you know, Ellie and I talked about a lot of stuff with Connie that I think really helped me as a writer to be like, oh, you know, I should have seen it completely differently and stuff like that.
0: Awesome to have the playwright in the room. Nerve-wracking to have a playwright in the room.
3: I think it's always great to have a playwright in the room. There there are so many questions you want to ask um, about a play and um, to have- a new one, right? Yeah, Yeah. and to have like such a different perspective and to like get, um, what were you thinking when you wrote this? Oh, and then like, oh, we have this other idea about it. Um, So I think there's like a lot of collaboration that can happen in the room.
0: And uh, it's at Frigid. Any uh, any um, festival uh, war stories anyone wants to share? Um, that's something I always love about the whole festival jam is it's quick, right? And I, I, I won't lie. Like, I'm sitting in the second row and watching you guys throw stuff on stage, and I'm like, hope they have time to clean that up because there's going to be another show in here in 15 minutes. Yeah. So, like, yeah, any any festival uh, stories you'd care to share? Or has it been – I mean, Frigid's awesome, so it's not like I'm expecting horror stories. I'm just uh, – I love the whole jam of the the uh, the festival.
2: I'll say that it is interesting having an inconsistent performance schedule. I'm curious as to how our <laughs> ten thirty show will go.
0: <laughs> is that difficult as an actor to kind of like not have that consistency?
2: Well, it's difficult difficult for my schedule, but besides that, you know, <laughs> I, I I think I mean actually. I think it's, it's just, like, it's actually a benefit, I think, of working on a mm-hmm. festival like this. Because you get, you, you don't get it used to a specific time. And I think that, like, our bodies and our minds kind of remember what it feels like at a certain time and what it doesn't. And, and so it kind of stays fresh, you know, a mm-hmm. little bit every time. I mean, our last show was at 5 o'clock on a Friday, mm-hmm. right? And now it's a Monday night at 10 p.m. And I'm ready to go to sleep and watch Netflix, right? <laughs> but, like, so, so it just, it definitely changes the energy and like, what, what you're doing, you know? Yeah.
0: None of your friends can be like, oh, you know, I work every night it's at <laughs> seven thirty, eight o'clock I just can't yeah, the... yeah. well I got the 5 o'clock show for right. me babe yeah it's yeah, awesome yeah. Um, so the show is Dually we are at The Crane it's part of Frigid um, you're running through March 4th the way everyone else is um, I will put up your show times because I don't expect you to have those off the top of your head nice. um, but yeah you'll have a few more before like three more performances three more. after this yeah. Yes. excellent break thank legs on the rest of the run yes. thank you for having me thank you thank you, thank you so much thanks Thank you, Manning, Alice, Ashley, and Ellie for hanging out after the show to chat. You can catch Dually in the 2018 Frigid Festival at the Crane Theatre, 85 East 4th Street in Manhattan. Remaining performances, as of the posting of this episode, are on Thursday, February 22nd at 7.10 p.m. Monday, February 26th at 10.30 p.m. And Saturday, March 3rd at 1.40 p.m. Head to horsetrade.info for a link to tickets and more information about all the shows in this year's Frigid. Thanks to you for listening into the podcast. If you dig it, please like it on Facebook, facebook.com slash go see a show. Follow at go see a show on Twitter and rate and or comment on the show's Apple Podcasts page. Until next time, go see a show. See? Super nice simple.